as we do on a Monday. Greg Davies, head of Cap- head of wealth at Kratos Capital, joining us in studio. 3.7% lost when it comes to the rand against the US dollar in one week. Here's a story we haven't heard in a while. Just the weakening of South Africa's currency to uh, beyond 14 rand against the US dollar. That has begun to hurt a little bit more. And the fears about the rand coming all the way back to the markets, eh, Greg? Yeah, it was all about Eskom last week and the, the load shedding, which everyone experienced, uh, you know, with the rain and everything made everyone a little bit miserable. And uh, the plans to rescue Eskom don't seem to be that clear, really. So what I noticed in the market was a shift in thinking, really. The uh, As Tash was saying, the all share index is 54,628. So that's um, year-to-date high. But the stocks which were driving that move were stocks which were depend on a weakening rand. Something like Richmond moved from around 97 to over 102 rand, and Anheuser-Busch, Sappy, and all the resource counters were, were dri- driving the market higher. If for once it wasn't nice pass, uh, which was slightly underperformed on the week. So the market discounting a future where the rand is going to be weaker. I do see it's around 14.05 today, so that is a recovery from the worst levels of 14.20, but I think that's going to be a theme going forward this year. Yeah, that's going to be a bit tough though for the rand. I mean, we were looking at it for some resilience but I suppose with the U.S. coming back and, and, and sort of uh, bolstering its way through, we're always going to face a sense of weakness. Where do we get our sense of strength from, though? Where do we, where do we try to find our own uh, uh, better territory when it comes to this uh, local currency? Or is it just going to be a case of, you know, awaiting uh, more from, from the United States the whole year round? Yeah, we're going to depend on what the, the Fed does. But I think the things which could save us, if I can put it that way, is a commodity ship a boom. We have seen iron ore having uh, making record moves up. But if, if gold, platinum, palladium, uh, copper and so on can, can continue to move higher, then that can pr- protect the local economy. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one to put out there as well. So we saw a couple of, a couple of earnings results as well last week, and it was a, a little tough you know, for, for the, the gold miners, and they seem to be having a torrid time. But the PGM space is doing fairly well. Yes, I mean, um, so, so Banya Gold gave us a trading update. It is giving results this week. But the, the effect of that palladium price, the palladium price in dollar terms is up 37% over the last 12 months. So a share like Sabanya has gone from a low this year of around 980 up to about 1470 uh, On the gold side, I'm sure you're referring to gold fields there. Mm. Still struggling to get to the, the bottom, excuse the pun, uh, of the uh, South Deep situation. Mm. So here we go. Here's a set of earnings as well to expect this week. We have Woolworths interim results, right? And of course, they had an, their January trading update. They reported that sales were going to go up 1.9% uh, as well and, and predicted that they probably grew around 2.7% in constant currencies. Woolworths has received a recent big hammering because of David Jones and as well just a, a little shakiness with regards to that business. How much more worthwhile is that stock price right now? Do you, do you see a gain beyond 50 Rand? It, it seems like a very difficult mark for them to pass right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a such sad situation because Willys is a much loved brand here in South Africa, and they were going along fine. They didn't; they were dominating the sort of high-end grocery market sector, and then they decided to go and buy a company called David Jones there in Australia, trying to expand their their product. You know, to make money for for shareholders. Effectively, looks like they completely overpaid. Whichever strategy they're putting into place um, doesn't seem to work. Um, the share price of Willie's all-time highs around about 102 rand. I think it's about 46 rand at the moment. So um, that negative news uh, affecting shareholders for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and you have another one. You even have the likes of Truids coming out as well. They have interim results that are expected out as well this week. 
And here's the big one, Anglo-American PLC. And I say that only because that comes out today. Uh, well, Anglo-Platinum, is, uh, excuse me, I think comes out today, if I'm not mistaken. The likes of Kumba Iron Ore tomorrow. And then I think it's Wednesday then that we'll then see Anglo-American put out its full results. And you have BHP Bulletin. So it's a big earnings week this week, eh? Yeah, the heavyweights on, on the mining side, the resource counters, Anglos, I think Glencore as well on on Wednesday. So it's going to be a big week for that. Um, we have to see how they're keeping costs under control. I think Anglo-American is on, on, on Thursday, so the market be watch, uh, watching that closely. Yeah, uh, some of the other earnings, Discovery Holdings, Adcock, Ingram as well, Anglo Gold, Ashanti, Glencore, as you mentioned, Northern Platinum, Into Properties, all of those set to release earnings as well this week. So it's going to be uh, quite an interesting one to to put out uh, on the international front we're still dealing of course with that uh, uh, the the china u.s trade talks and that situation and that scenario just keeps on giving but almost gives nothing so to speak always a sense of optimism and then nothing this week we're supposed to get talks between the u.s and china again to try and find a resolution is the market a bit tired are we now sort of traded out if i can call it that yeah, we get nothing out of it other than headlines for journalists to write, really. But mm. uh, looking at the Dow, powered over 400 points higher on Friday, kind of unexpectedly. So the market going a little bit optimistic on on, on China-U.S. Uh, trade relations, and um, that, that probably will push the JSE higher this morning. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep checking out on that. Anything else in particular you'll be watching out for for the remainder of the week? I mean, outside of those earnings results, of course, it is a, a big deal, right, to, to be looking at those. Yeah, plenty, plenty of earnings, but obviously all eyes on the on the budget speech Wednesday. Mm. I'm looking out for you know new taxes that they're going to probably have to add. But I'm just really hoping that they've come up with some some interesting strategies to deal with SAA, Eskom, and so on. Yeah, we keep asking new strategies. I mean, has it not all just been a whole a whole lot about finding new strategies, new talk shops, new ways to communicate? But the action just seems to be the one thing that's faltering. We still have the same scenario at SAA where they're looking for this turnaround strategy. It doesn't feel like it's been put in place because the CEO keeps on complaining that things aren't happening as they should. And there was even a chance that he might have left not so long ago. So are we even heading in the right direction here? It was actually uh, an SAA story which came out uh, late on uh, Friday. It's on the front page of the business day today that they lost a uh, competition uh, uh, case ag- against Comair. So they owe now they owe Comair a, a billion rand. Well, in other words, our, our, our taxpayers owe Comair a billion rand. And I mean, Comair's market cap is only two billion, so it's it's massive for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that win. So SAA just keeps getting deeper and deeper. The truth is, you need job cuts at both Eskom and SAA. But ahead of elections, it doesn't look like that will happen. Well, I don't think that'll happen for. Almost ever, if you want to call it that, really, because I mean that that really would be counterproductive for any government institution, right? So it becomes extremely difficult for them to even think that way. But you mentioned, as we mentioned, Comair, forty-seven years odd of consistent and persistent gains and and profits for the company. That just shows you what you can do with a lean and meaner machine. Just how you can you can service a bigger uh, you know a bigger proportion of the country if you wanted to, just doing the right kind of thinking, perhaps. Yes, I mean, good strategy there. And I'm just looking on the list. It is actually reporting results on, on Tuesday, Comair. So it's probably been a good week for them with a, with a billion rand windfall and now probably another good set of results on Tuesday. But the share price did react. I think it moved uh, from around 4 rand 50 to about 5 rand 50. But 
the news broke late on Friday. I think that share price will continue to climb today. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to uh, watch out for all of those sentiments. As we said as well, it is budget as well on Thursday, so it's going to be an interesting toss-up. The most important and significant element will probably be uh, around ESCOM. Just a quick note there that the Gauteng government seems to be a little peeved off as well, though, that uh, ETOLs were not mentioned when it comes to President Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address, so they would like to get uh, a little bit of a word regarding that. They are deeply disappointed, as the word says, that President Cyril Ramaphosa did not announce a scrapping to the ETOL. So all that and a whole lot more to watch out for as well in this coming week, particularly around ESCOM.